All right. The Being Boss book is here. And you can buy it wherever books are sold. And bosses, it's beautiful. If you've bought the book and want to help us make it a bestseller, please leave us a rating and review on Amazon. This Being Boss episode is brought to you by 2020, where creative minds get authentic, real-world stock photos. If you're looking to positively inspire your audience on social media or on your blog, you'll want to use engaging, fresh photos that are unique. 2020 has crowdsourced millions of exclusive photos from a community of over 350,000 photographers, all available under a simple, royalty-free license. Today, they're offering listeners of Being Boss a five-photo-free trial. To start yours right now, go to 2020.com slash beingboss. That's the word 20, then 20.com slash beingboss to get five free photos. Bosses, hello. I'm popping in to tell you that I had so much fun chatting with former Being Boss guest Elizabeth D'Alto on her podcast, Truth Telling. Our conversation was centered around metaphysics and the creative process, and I'm going to let you listen to a clip right here. You know, part of our process is looking at who is buying your thing, whether that's your service or your product or your jewelry or whatever. I think a lot of brand like brand experts start with the dream customer first. And I really like starting with the creative or the the organization or whoever it is that I'm working with. I really like starting with them first. This is cool because I come from the B-school world. Like my family of origin and entrepreneurship, aside from like the sales and marketing background selling cuckoo knives, is the Marie Forleo world, which is exercise one in B-school is start with that ideal customer avatar. And I'm so – thank you for saying that. It's interesting. You probably noticed this too. I think you were saying as as you – we're studying metaphysics and then you were looking at this process, you were like, oh, wow, there's metaphysics built into this process. Like this goes back to what we started out with. We are all connected. Also, like literally the mind, there is like hive mind, collective intelligence is a real thing because there's so many things across the years in my business that I was doing that no one ever taught me, but it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, damn, that's real. It feels cool when you find out that it's a real thing or there's a framework and someone validates it for you because I was always so resistant to starting with that customer because I was like, but I, I don't want to create for this person. I want to create something and then let the ideal customer emerge. So that's kind of what I've always done. And then you Amen. end up with like a handful of yes. clients that were like your favorite clients ever to work with. Some of them exactly. might be listening to this and they know exactly who the hell they are. And you're and I'm like, yep. yes, I just want to create more things for that person. So I think about it whenever it comes to having a house. I know that you live, you rent in Malibu. I do. Or do you? I do. Okay. So have you ever bought a house before? I have. I've never wanted to until I moved here. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, there's this thing that happens whenever you buy a house where people always talk about resale value. Like before you even buy the house, <laughs> they're talking about how you're going to be reselling it later in the future. And you want to make sure that everything you're doing, every decision you make is for that next person that is going to be living in the house that you are buying with your own money. This is dumb. Right? This sounds very dumb so, to me. Whenever you buy your house, they're going to be talking about resale value, but you need to do whatever you want. If it's tearing down walls, if it's yeah. putting green subway tile on your 
in your kitchen, if it is, or whatever it is that you want to do. Don't worry about that resale value. I just think it's so dumb. Like, why am I designing my house for this basic person in the future who I don't even know exists? Like, why don't I create my dream house for myself? And then one day, if and when I sell it, it will attract the exact right buyer who loves my sense of style and is willing to pay even more for the fact that I designed it exactly the way I wanted right? it. And this is because this is how our culture functions. Everything is externally oriented, right? That's still so much part of the mindset, doing things for others, putting other people's needs first, people you don't even know. Like this is people a great who are not example. even real people you don't even know if they exist <laughs> instead of putting your own needs, wants, desires and dreams Ahead of and these. it waters it down. It yes. waters it down to the point where everyone has like ugly granite countertops. No offense to anyone who loves granite countertops. Oh my God. I have a hilarious story. I'll keep it short. But I had gone to a dance class with a friend of mine on the East Coast. I was visiting. This is a couple years ago. And we're in the dance class. And it was like a dance hall class. Like we got down. It was amazing. And all these girls. It was like in this suburb in like the New York tri-state area. Very, very, very white. And this is like girls are like getting down I'm like damn who knew these white girls could dance like this was like my experience and um and then afterwards like one of the girls who was like the best because if you're in a dance class like that you're looking around or at least I am because I, I have so much respect for people who can move their bodies in amazing ways and so I to me the girl who was like probably the best dancer in the room afterwards is in the lobby asking her friends no joke which color of beige she should paint her living room she had beige swatches and I'm like, this is the paradox of our times. <laughs> oh my god. Nothing wrong. Like I had no judgment. I was just no, like, damn, I, know. I just based on the experience I just had in that sweaty room with that amazing music and those dirty dance moves, I know have expected that this person was painting their living room beige. But they were. I know. Maybe and it was you for know, the resale value. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> And then we just start appealing to like the lowest common denominator. Yeah. Everything beige. just gets so beige. Okay, I'm back. This is us. This is me. This is you. And with you all today here, I want to expand a little bit on this idea of bringing our soul into our work because I am really riled up around this lately. I think that as creative entrepreneurs, we have a huge opportunity, like more than most people, in really bringing our values and intentions into our jobs. So for me, my life's work is to be who I am 100% of the time. And that means that I'm figuring out who I am as a human being in this world. And for me, this means finding meaning in everything I consume, from the food I eat, to the workouts I do, to the people I surround myself with, to the books and shows I watch. And the same applies to what I'm putting out there, from the work I do to even the vibes that I show up with. And so this brings me back to my conversation that I was having with Elizabeth. So I've recently been exploring the truth that we are all connected. Like that feels really true to me. And I love the idea that I'm one with Beyonce or Oprah, but it also means that I am one with not so great people, people who might 
call on wars or condone hatred. It like makes me feel gross. Like even thinking that I'm connected to that, it does not feel good. But I don't want to resist it anymore. I want to take it upon myself personally and professionally to make the world a better place. Not only with the work I'm making, but with the vibrations I am calling in and putting out. So lately I've been thinking about imagining if the whole world were to meditate and think loving thoughts at the same time. And even beyond that, imagine if we were all pouring our souls into our work and doing what we're actually best at. If we all loved our work, everything would change. And I'm not just talking from like a vibrational level. I'm talking about innovation. I'm talking about technology. I'm talking about commerce. I'm talking about the economy. So I'm being the change and starting with myself. I'm going to practice simply creating the good stuff, committing to a high vibing life, and really doing my part. And listen, I know that all of this can sound really fluffy, and I want you to know that my life isn't always puppies and rainbows. Like, I am definitely trying to find the gratitude in every single day, but I have the same struggles of failed launches, feasts or famines, and self-doubt when it comes to doing the work and making hard decisions and paving my own way. I fall into comparison traps, and I am subject to a scarcity mindset So even just the other day, I was having a little freak out and you all, I literally woke up in the middle of the night with racing thoughts around like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? What does it all mean? Where do I bring the most value? What's my task list like? Oh my gosh. And I came back to this in the middle of the night. My number one job is to make being a human matter. I want to feel good so that I can do good. And I want all that goodness to ooze into the lives of others who are feeling like they want to feel and do good too. So that's what it is. I'd love for you to listen to my full conversation with Elizabeth. We're talking about meditation, motherhood, branding, being who you are, and the creative process. You can find that by searching Truth Telling with Elizabeth Yalto wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, excuse me while I pause this for a moment and let you in on the most exciting news I've maybe ever shared. Kathleen and I have had a baby, a book baby. That's right, the Being Boss book is out and available for you to purchase. It's been a long labor, but it's here and it's beautiful if we must say so ourselves. We wrote this book to help creatives like you cultivate the confidence it takes to take control of your work and to make money doing what you love so that you can live life on your own terms. And because that mission feels so right deep down in our bones, we're here to ask you for some help. We need to get this in the hands of every creative who suffers from fraudy feelings, who's stuck in mindsets that keep them from creating the thing, and who struggle with charging what they're worth. So first, buy this book for yourself, because if you're a fan of this show, you're going to love what we've got going on in the Being Boss book. Note, we highly recommend getting the printed book. We've made it to be held, written in, and become an accessory on your desk. Second, send a link to a friend. Anyone you know who could benefit from some boss awesomeness in their eyeballs, it's filled with full color photos, worksheets, and tips for being boss. They're going to love it. 
Third, leave us a rating and review on Amazon. Our dream is to skyrocket this book to the kind of success that has every creative in the world feeling like a total boss. So your support there would mean everything to us. Now, go to beingboss.club slash book for links to purchase or head on over to wherever books are sold. Thank you for your continued support. It's because of you that we've been able to bring this book into the world. Now, let's get back at it. This mini-sode was brought to you by 2020. Check them out at 2020.com slash beingboss. That's T-W-E-N-T-Y 20 as in the number dot com slash beingboss. Did you like this mini-sode? Be sure to check us out on our website at beingboss.club. There you can find more from Being Boss, including our full episodes, mini-sodes, and blog posts. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for our mailing list so that you can get access to behind-the-scenes and exclusive content from Kathleen and myself to help you be more boss in your work and life. Do the work. Be boss. Be boss.